I've, I've heard a lot of times, um, you know, this morning how, you know, we want to see great things. Uh, I believe that the Lord wants to see great things more than you do, by and large. Yes? Is that true? I believe God wants to see great things more than we do. So when he prompts us, don't push back on that. Like, believe that, that God has put that desire to change in your heart. And there's a scripture that tells us, ask and you shall receive. But I want to talk to you a little bit about how when we decide to think about something, what, hap- what often happens is you don't realize that when you think about something, you receive it. Because you become a lot of times what you constantly feed your mind. Yes? There are a lot of people that are in a very different place in their walk with God right now because they've bought into lies in 2021 so much that they're hesitant about going into 2022 because they're like, I'm just, I don't see any hope. But oftentimes the lack of hope comes from the thought process that's happening in our heart. And did you know that it's not about just, I'm not here to give you some sort of self-help kind of TED talk about how your mind is the, you know, is a terrible thing to waste. Right? What I am here to think about and talk to you about is how for the next few moments, I want us to take a good look at what Romans 12, 2 tells us, and that's going to be our main text. But I want to talk a little bit about how thinking uh, causes us to receive things in our lives. So thinking is not, it's not a replacing of asking because you have to do the action of asking. What I'm trying to say here this morning is that I'm, I'm like Albert Schweitzer once said, a man is what he thinks about all day long. If you constantly think about something throughout the entire day, guess how your process would be? Your process would be along that line. Exactly what you have fed your mind. So what I believe God is looking for each of us is to say, you know, I want to kind of change how you think so that you can, be ha- you can walk into the favor of God. Because most of us, if I do a poll right now and said, how many want a better year this now, this year? Than we had last year. Raise your hand if that's you. All right? Most of us would be like, uh, yeah. Because just about anything is better than last year. But some of us had a crummy year because let's be honest. Some of us have just made a decision that it's a crummy year. Now, you could say it and I've said it a couple times where I'm like, man, I'm ready for a new year. But if you say that to yourself every single day. This stinks. This is horrible. This is this, this, that. How many know that that's the way your attitude will continue to be? I mean, this is, this is simple uh, a concept, but, but I think we overlook how important it is to stay focused on what the Lord's promises are instead of the things that went wrong or the problems that we've in, endured. So I want us to kind of look at, because 1 Corinthians 6.19 tells us, That you are the temple, right? You are the temple in which God dwells in today. And you are the temple in which his power and his presence manifests. Write that down if you're writing notes. You want this to be a key point here today. 
You are the temple in which God dwells today and makes his presence and power manifest. Did you know that you are an extension of God? Did you know that you're an extension of God? To your family? To your non-believing friends? Did you know that you're an extension of God to your believing friends? Whether they're believers or not, you are an extension of God's love. So how can we take that love that God has poured in us and change it and move it, move it, shift it to bless somebody else? See, because God doesn't dwell in buildings like he used to. His presence is here, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I sense the love and just that God, God's kind of, I feel like God hugged us this morning. I feel like God hugged us this morning and said, trust me. And some of you need to hear that. Some of you need to hear that God is saying, trust me. Because what you experienced, it doesn't mean that's what your destiny is. You're not going to live there forever. Right? So I want us to understand the way that the God kind of uh, maneuvers what he does with his spirit. Because your body is like the outer court. Some of you are like, well, I expanded my outer court in 2021. I got an extension, an addition to this house. <laughs> your body is the outer court. Your soul, that is your psyche and your mind, is like that inner court. Right? Your spirit is your inmost place where the spirit of God taps into. So what we need to be mindful of is that God wants to tap into that because that then affects your mind and that then affects your body. Case in point, how many of you have ever been so worried about something that you got a massive headache because of it? Show of hands. 12 of you? More. Oh, th- 24. We're doubling it now. People are like, Pastor, no, I'm going to. You've gotten so worried about something, right? I've been there. I'm so worried about something that all of a sudden I got this headache and I'm like, oh, why? Because what's happening on the inside is now transferring to my outer court. And now that's where I am now affected. Because I've been infected. That infection of fear, that infection of anxiety will now affect your body. And there are many times that some of us in this room, some of us watching online right now, some of you, you know who I'm talking about. You know who you are. You embrace the fear mongering that the news has given you. You've embraced the fear-mongering from people at work, the fear-mongering from the, the people around you. Can I tell you something? Things are not as bad as they are, as you think they are, and they're not as great as you think they are. They're somewhere in the middle. And you know what the difference is? Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that lives and moves and has its being in you. Somebody give him praise. Yeah? So listen, before you buy all the news that tells you Jesus is coming tonight. Or you buy all the news that, man, everything's fine. Just do this and do that and everything will be fine. Somewhere in the middle, God is saying, trust me. More than you trust that news that you just watched. Trust me 
more than you trust your friend who heard from a friend about a friend who was, knows a friend and a guy who knows a guy about that thing that they heard once upon a time. And you're going, it has to be true. No. You know what's true? The word of God. You know what's true? The Holy Spirit that lives in you. You know what's true? That in, in our inmost being, God has designed you with the mind to believe an unimaginable amount of faith. The way that we think, the way that we believe, that will affect the way we live our lives. And your mind is incredibly important to your relationship with God, self, and others in 2022. So in other words, you are what you think. Yeah? So because what you think is the result of what you believe, what you believe and think determines how you behave. So let's talk about this for a moment because we're born breathing and eating and swallowing and feeling pain. Right? That's part of nature. But we also have this amazing computer called the brain that processes so much information. And if that gets overwhelmed, everything gets affected. So there's a reason why when I get to uh, Romans 12, 2 in just a few moments, uh, when I get to that, uh, I kind of want to lay a groundwork before we get to that passage. Because as we experience more of life, even from the womb, what we see, feel, hear, smell, and taste shape how we think and what we think about. So allow me for a moment to look at what the world has allowed us to see because there are good things that happen in this world. Yes, there are bad things that happen in this world. For the good, there are wins and celebrations. Right? How many of you, how many of you did something in 2021 that you never thought you'd do and you accomplished something great in 2021? Yeah? Some of you had some things that happened in 2021. Some of you are like, I'm not even sure. I just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> when the moment the ball dropped, I just forgot all about it. But there's some things I'm sure you accomplished in 2021 that you said, you know, that's great. But now we move into a new section. There were some bad things that happened as well. Some of you lost some people, some trauma, some rejection, some loss. Somebody said something and said some things. And, you know, you kind of feel some hurt. What happens is sometimes because of that pain, something happens and limits you to believe God for greater things this year. Can I just release you of those limitations right now? Can I just believe the Spirit of God right now to release people in this room right now, for people with the sound of my voice, to release those unbeliefs from your life, to rip them from you and just say, you know what, that's not you anymore. To just take those beliefs away from your mind and have you believe him for greater things. And so that holds us back, doesn't it? Uh, for example, what are some examples of limiting beliefs? Well, let me throw some at you just for a moment. Let's, can I throw some examples at you? So some of you are like, well, I don't really think I've limited beliefs. Hold on before you say that that wasn't you. Maybe something in this, what I'm about to share with you, you said at some point in 2021. I'm tempted to have you raise your hand as I say these things and say, okay, one of those was me. But I, I, I'll, I'll just refrain for a moment. For example, here's some limiting beliefs, some thoughts that limit our beliefs. Ready? I'm not somebody who follows through. All of a sudden, you limited yourselves and you told 
everybody around you and yourself, that you don't follow through. And so you give yourself an out to not have to follow through, not have to commit. I'm good at starting projects, but I can't finish them. Nobody cares what I have to say. Sound familiar? Come on, listen to me, hear me. I'm not worth it. I don't deserve money, recognition, or success. I failed so many times, I don't deserve it. How about people will judge me? So there's your limitations. If I do this, people will judge me. If I go to church and then people find out that I go to church, they're going to say that I'm a hypocrite because I've messed up so many times. Therefore, I'm not going to go. That has kept so many people away from the church. You know, this building is not full of perfect people, right? Come on, somebody. Some of you looking at me. Yes, I know you, pastor. I know the person next to me, too. No, this room is not full of perfect people. No one online watching us right now is perfect. No one. But guess what? That doesn't stop us from worshiping the king. Because we come to one who is perfect. I'll sound stupid. Here's another thought. Ready? I'll sound stupid if I believe him for that. Or I'll sound stupid if I tell somebody my dream. There's a limiting belief. Nobody's interested in my ideas. If I succeed, I won't be able to sustain it. You're not going to be successful, so there's no point in trying. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm a quitter. I don't finish things. I just don't follow through. I don't persist. I, I, I'll never measure up my mom, my dad. They told me so. And here you are, 30, 40, 50 years old, and you still believe that mess. And here's the kicker. Are you ready? This is the one that has messed so many people up. Somebody tell me, say, tell me what it is. You want to know it? Tell me, tell me what it is. Ready? Here it is. Now is not the time. You know, that's where dreams have went to die for a long time. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. God says, do this. Now is not the time. I got to be better at this. Now is not the time. Do this. Now is not the time. Dream killers. I talked to my mom the other day. She said something really interesting. She said, she goes, because we were talking about how, even my wife and I were talking about this as well. It seems like the older I get, the days are long and the years are short. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Young people don't know what we're talking about. They're like, how could that be? That just doesn't make sense. But the older you get, you know what I'm talking about, right? The days are long, but the years are short. You blink and your kid is 10. You blink and they're in college. You blink and they're driving. And you're like, <gasps> everyone beware. <laughs> driving. The days are long. Years are short. I was talking to my mom and she said, it's amazing because I feel like, what if I was 30 again? Or what if I was 40 again? It just feels like it blinked. And there it is. And then she said to me, that's why she said to me, that's why I always tell people, if you feel like doing something for yourself, Stop and do it. And I said, you know what, mom, that's true. Yeah. Want to do something? Man, 
do it. Now, consult God, but do it. Because there's a lot of dreams that died on the altar of now is not the time. Are you with me? This, all, this is all about how we think in Christ. Because when we are in Christ, there's a new mindset. Not a revised mindset. Not a, re, not a renovated mindset. God has given us a renewed mind. It's, he has put in us the Spirit of God that will allow us to be new. New. See, limiting beliefs keep us from having intimacy with God. It really does. Limiting beliefs can keep you from health, wealth, happiness, fulfillment. Because you've limited yourself to this. This is where I stay. This is my box. How many of you are very detailed people? Raise your hand if you're a detailed person. Some of you are like, I systematically have to raise my hand a certain way. And I systematically have to put it right back down. Because you're detailed. Detailers? Anybody? Okay, how many are fly by the seat of your pants kind of people? Come on, somebody. Some of you are like, I feel like going to the beach. Let's go. I got a dog, but let's figure it out as we go. I got four birds to find cages for. And I got this to worry about. I got to call up work. You just fly back. And then there's other people that are like, no, I have to plan this out two years in advance for an overnight trip. Right? <laughs> Some of you laugh because you're like, oh, I know somebody like that. And others of you are like, oh, that's me. Right? You plan and plan and plan and plan. My wife and I, you know, with certain trips that we take, and we're like, okay, we got to plan this thing out months in advance. You got dog, well, small bear, and you know, what are we going to do with this and that? We got to move all these moving parts, right? But I'm talking about limiting your mind by how you process everything that's happening to you in your life. I believe, think, and you shall receive. Because oftentimes how we think shapes what happens in our life. So let's look at this for a moment. Joshua chapter 1. I have the verses on the screen, but I invite you to open up your Bibles. And I want to read a few verses to you because I believe this is where we're kind of coming to it. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Whatever, wherever, rather, you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south of Lebanon mountains in the north from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all of the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Come on, that's a good promise right there, yes? For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I will give, I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right nor to the left. 
then you will be successful in everything you do. In other words, don't pivot. Don't pivot. God gave you something to do, do it. Don't pivot. You know what a pivot is, right? In basketball, a pivot is when you plant one leg and you move the other one because you want to go either direction. And so I can go here. I, want, I can go there. You know what that also says? I'm in one place and I'm in another. I'm in one place. And you know what God is saying? Stop pivoting. Stop putting your foot in the world and stop putting your foot in things in God. And stop putting your foot in the things in the world and pivoting. pivoting. Make a decision. Take a shot. Do something with your life that will matter. And here, the scripture is very clear that he's starting to say, Be careful to obey all the instructions. Do not deviate from them, turning to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Verse 8, study this book of instruction continuously. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Verse 9, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do you realize that's the third time he said it? Okay, just want to make sure. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Come on, that's, that's a good promise. It's a good promise. Watch this. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. Get ready. Get ready. Come on, tap your neighbor right now and say, get ready. Get ready. 2022 is a year where God is saying, don't pivot, get ready. Don't pivot. Get ready. Go through the camp. Tell the people in three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. Why is? Why is giving you? He is going to give you. Why? He, he hasn't given it yet. He is giving to you because you have to meet him there. There are certain things that God wants to give you, but he can't give it to you till you get there. He is giving you 2022 to be a year of blessing. Well, Pastor Tony, you're supposed to say that you're a pastor. Everyone says that this is our year. Well, there's no year like this year right now. This is a new year and another thing that God is about to do. And the church of Jesus Christ needs to be prophetic in our response to it. we got to stop living on our heels, waiting for something to happen and then respond. God is calling us to, uh, rather, God is calling us to uh, not react, right, but respond. Not react to the things of the world, but respond to God. How many know there's a very distinct difference between the two, right? React is all defense. It's all defense, Right? Respond to saying, God said it, I'm going to go. Be courageous, be strong. Be strong, be courageous. Don't pivot. Be strong. Stay, stay focused. Amen? Who's with me right now? Okay, so watch this. Let me, let's, let's talk, let me just give you a couple things that God is determining for us to do. In this passage we just read, God tells Joshua to soak up these truths. He gave him a bunch of truths. And I want to kind of... Put that in a snapshot. Can I do that? And I hear that's what I did on the screen right now. For those of you on media, stay on the screen for about 10 seconds so those that are online can look at it because they need to see this. For those of you here in the room as well, I need you to look at this because there's several truths that God gave in this passage, namely six of them. They might be more. We put these notes online every week. I invite you to take a look at this in deep, uh, more detail. 
But, but can I for a moment uh, have you look at this? Because you have to understand some things that God said in Joshua. Right? Here's what he said. Number one, Moses is dead. Right? The past is the past. It's time to move forward. No matter what leader stands at this pulpit, the work of God has to move forward. If I was to pass this week, God forbid, but if I was to pass this week, right? This church will move forward because it's not about me. It's about the word of God moving forward. So someone will fill this pulpit and preach the gospel. In your life, God has called you to do something for a certain time. And when your time is up, somebody will fill that role at your job. If you don't do your job, if something happens, guess what happens? Either when you get fired or if you die, someone will be in your place. Right? More than likely. God told Joshua, listen, Moses is gone. The past is the past. Let's move forward. Right? He gave him that assignment. So he had to put that in his mind. It's done. Now you move forward. You move forward. You with me? God was putting in, in, in Joshua's mindset that it's no longer about Moses. It's about you following the call I have put on your life. The second truth is that God's word never fails. His promises never expire. Whatever God declares is unshakable. In other words, when he said this has to go on, meaning it's not determined by man. God's word is unshakable. Somebody say amen. amen. Right? God's word is unshakable. So what happens? You know, I decided Moses is gone. Now it's up to me. But guess what? You know what that says? God's word is unshakable. God's word will never expire. Truth number three. You are created and empowered by God to be strong and courageous. We saw that three times. Three times in that text. What does that tell us? When you follow him, you have nothing to fear. Come, somebody say this with me. I have nothing to fear. Say it again really loud like you mean it. I have nothing to fear. God is my source. God is my strength. He is the one that rules all things. See, what happens is when you begin to speak that, you begin to put that in the atmosphere. I believe that that changes how we see our outlook. Start to speak things in your life this year that you believe God has for you. Because as you think, that's what you end up receiving. Because you speak what you think. Some of you are like, I know, that's what got me in trouble. <laughs> right? Pastor, don't let me get too honest. I won't be welcome back to life group anymore. Can I tell you something? Speak truth. Do it in love, but speak truth. That's what the church needs more of. We can't, we got to stop whitewashing. Right? What if people start to say, Moses is not dead. He's just on vacation. Joshua, come on. When Moses gets back, that would be a horrible lie, wouldn't it? Can you imagine? What are we saying here? Let's move on. Truth number four. If you pursue God's purposes, you are successful. Why? Because God determines success, not man. Right? He said, if you follow, you will be successful. Why? Because God said so, not man. 
Okay, so you, your relationship didn't work out. Okay, so your finances are in the gutter right now. Okay, so this is happening there and that is happening there. Guess what? That doesn't determine you're unsuccessful. You know what that determines? You need more success in your life. That is, you need more God. We all do, right? God determines my success. Truth number five, God will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a great promise. And last but not least, wherever God guides, God provides. So let's look at that Romans text for a moment. And I want to kind of close with this text for a moment. Romans 12, 2. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. Follow me. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let me read that one part again. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let God. Let God. Let God do some of those things in your life. So what are we saying here? Church, hear me, and I want everyone sitting up looking at me for a moment. Everyone just kind of look at me for a moment. I need you to gauge this. Here it is. Are you ready? The world has a behavior. The world has an attitude, and the world has a mindset. If you copy the world, you will get the world's rewards. The world's rewards are temporary, fragile, And will not be eternal. Right? But the mindset of those who follow the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is different. The mindset of those who follow Jesus have decided that I am a new person. That all things are passed away. Right? All things are made what? New. So he's saying into a new person by changing the way you think. It all starts by changing the way you think. It's a, it starts the ball rolling in the direction of Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I need to change the way I think about certain things sometimes. I get angry just like you. Anybody ever get angry at your television and you want to throw something at it? How many found yourself talking to your television? Right? Are you expecting it to talk back? No, that's just a different question, maybe. Maybe that's a different question. But you found yourself talking to your television. How could you? What are you thinking? It's football season, so that happens a lot too, right? Right? Football football guys, you know what I'm talking about? Dusty, you've you've done it, I'm sure, right? We've all done it. We've all talked. What was that? Who was he throwing to? Right? Or you watch a show, don't go in there. That's where the bad guy is. Oh my goodness. Why would you do that? Did you see that? Or you turn on the news. Hello? I won't even go there on that one. What? They passed what law? Right? You talk. You know why? Because we're born to interact. We're born to interact. So the question is, it's not will you interact, it's who are you interacting with? So 
by nature. Look, listen to me. Follow me for a moment because I'm going to close in a moment. If you get feedback from your tube, internet, TV, whatever streaming source you have, and you interact with it by nature, what, will start, what would happen if we turn that off and we turn and turn to this page and we start taking in this? How would our life interact with this? How would our life interact with Scripture? If we looked at it and we said, okay, so right here, Isaiah 52, verse 7. I, I, I don't know. I just opened up the Bible and this is where it was at. So I'm going to just take the passage right here randomly. Ready? How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news of peace and salvation. I don't know what. I just found that one. That was a good one. Isn't that good? That's a good one. You know what that did? You know what that did? That just encouraged me. In one verse, that just encouraged me. How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news of peace and salvation. The news that the God of Israel reigns. I didn't plan that. I just opened up my Bible right here. Because she was talking about Isaiah earlier. I opened it up. There it was. And I look up at the corner and that's what it told me. You know what? It didn't take but five seconds for me to be encouraged. Because I interacted with something in God's word. Half the battle is opening up the word. Half the battle is bowing your head for a moment and praying. Some of, you, some of you have said this before. I'm not a good prayer warrior. Or I'm not a good reader. I'm not a good memorizer. Guess what? You are. Because some of you remember songs by Chicago like nobody else. Come on. You're the meaning in my life. Okay, some of you are like, no, you're not going to get me. We're going to close with that song right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Some of you, you didn't get Pentecostal till Chicago went on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. I love that song. I'm so Pentecostal, I like my pizza delivered. Come on, somebody. <laughs> that was, no, 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 no. No, but in all seriousness, listen. In all all seriousness, we interact and what we interact with, that's what feeds us. So can I tell you in 2022, shut off certain things that are causing you to think in a way that is contrary to the scripture. Hello? If it's bringing you fear, it is not of God. If it brings you anxiety... Look at me. It is not of God. I am tired of talking with people over the phone that are struck with fear, like disabling fear, like a car that won't start at all, like it won't even click. Disabling fear. And a lot of that has become because of the surroundings that they found themselves in. Can I tell you something? Trust in the Lord your God and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Can I have you stand with me all across this room right now? Just, just real quietly across this room, just stand with me for a moment. All across this room, just bow your heads with me for a moment. The goal this morning is simply this. My goal was to let him be the ultimate authority 
that you should consider this morning in your life. So my question, my final question before I pray is what needs to change about the way you're thinking today? What needs to change? What interaction has to change? Because God determines where you are. And if God's word is what we need more of, why are you leaning on your relationships? Why are you leaning on money? Your job. Why is that so, so, so important? That you would give up whatever to get it or whatever to sustain it. What needs to change about how you think today? That's my question. So here on this first Sunday of 2022, I want to I pray a pastoral blessing upon you. And, but, but, but before we do that, here's what I want you to understand. That you can, I can pray all the prayer I can ever pray. But if you're not open to receive whatever God has for you, all I'm doing is shooting a prayer up to the skies. What I wanted to do is I wanted to land. I wanted to land in your life. I want blessings in your household. Most of us will say, if I said, how many of you want blessing in your household? <laughs> yes, Lord, I want blessing in my household. You know what has to happen? Your thought process has to change. We have to interact with scripture. We have to interact in prayer. Every Wednesday night, 6.30 here in this room. Every Sunday morning, 9 o'clock in that war room. I challenge you to sign up one of the 21 days, morning, noon, and night. We have one person for each day praying. Can I challenge you right now? Let's fill that calendar today. Let's not go weeks and weeks and weeks. Because the next time we gather on a Sunday, it's seven days from now. We're already a third of the way through. We've already wasted a week. Can I ask you before you leave this building to sign up for at least one day, maybe two, one of the morning, night, whatever that looks like, but make one of those days a fasting day too, where you say, I want to, I want to commit myself to surrender food so that I can commit myself to focusing wholly on him. Why am I starving? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm fasting. Why am I fasting? Because we need a breakthrough. I'm believing for a breakthrough. Who's believing for a breakthrough? In our church, in our community, in our state, in our country. We need a rev. We need not just a revelation. We need a revolution. And we need revival in our churches. And we need to, to spread out beyond these four walls. I don't want revival to break out in here. And then we walk out there and we act like everybody else. That's not revival. That's not revival. In 2021, this church did more to reach people than we have the other previous nine years. We did more in, in, in 2021 than we ever have before. That's exciting, isn't it? I want more. I don't know about you. That's not enough. That's not enough. I want more. I want to I react a, a, to the word of God, rather respond to the word of God, rather than react to the things of this world. Father, I pray for every person at the sound of my voice right now that their mind will be changed and transformed. Renew their mind in Christ Jesus. Allow them to see everything you have for them. Allow them to embrace the interaction with Scripture. 
Lord, all it takes is one verse from you. One word from you. God, change our hearts. Change our hearts. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus that households will never be the same. I'm praying that there will be such a revival in the households that mothers and fathers will be sitting with their children praying and worshiping in their kitchen tables, in their living rooms, that their children will be pouring out their face on the ground and the tears would stream down their face saying, I want more of God. I'm tired of religion. I want that relationship. I don't just want to show up on Sundays. I want Sundays to be in me every day. I want every day to be Sunday. That I would live a life of praise and glory. In Jesus name. Father bless all of our workers and volunteers. Bless all of the outreaches that we're doing this year. Bless all of the events that we're doing. The fundraiser. Lord all the things that we're doing to reach people. Because that's what it's about. Because at the end of the day when you return. We want you to say well done my good and faithful servant. We don't want to be recognized by man. God, may nobody recognize us as an individual church. May they see the glory of God though in every person that belongs to this church and your church in general. Father, we're not dumb. There are many churches in this area that are amazing people, amazing pastors, amazing things are happening. Why? Because you're calling us to unity. God, may we be a part of what you're doing to change the world around us. But God, that begins when we love God and we love people. Help us to love God and love people. Love God, love people. And in that, we change our mindset so we can change the world. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said? Come on, say it like you mean it. All of God's people said? Come on, somebody give them praise in the house. Yeah? This week, go with God, love God, love people, change the world.